Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We're going to be taking the Word of God for the next 30 minutes, and we're just going to jump right into it. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we're going to pull some things out that I know are going to be a blessing to you. Amen. And we're just going to believe in prayer together that God will open up our eyes to some truth that you and I need in a practical measure uh, to carry out the will of God and to discover and to find what the perfect plan of God is for our life. Praise God. You know, God's plan is in his word and he has given us a person that helps us to fulfill that plan. In other words, it's the Holy Spirit that takes the words of Jesus and makes them real to us. Praise God. Amen. So let's just go ahead and pray and we'll get right into the word of God. Father, we're so thankful today that we have our Savior, Jesus Christ, that lives and reigns on the inside of us. And he's given us the person of the Holy Spirit that makes the life of Jesus real to us, that makes the words of Christ real to us and makes the experience that we have in him real to us and empowers us, Lord, uh, to do the very things that you've called us to do. So we just ask you, Lord, to open up our eyes, our ears. Hallelujah. Father, give us truth today and we'll give you praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to be in in Mark chapter 9. We're going to be in verses uh, 14 through 29, right around there. And this is the event uh, in the life of the Lord Jesus where he heals a demonized son and also gives us the secret. Jesus gives to us the secret of power through prayer. Amen power to do uh, the works of God. Amen. Now, Jesus has just now he's come down from the Mount of Transfiguration. Um, Jesus was transfigured. Uh, Peter, James and John saw this. um, And uh, Jesus now he's walking down the mountain. He's telling uh, the disciples, don't you tell anybody what you have seen here until after Amen. I have uh, been raised from the dead. So we're going to start in uh, verse 14, Mark chapter 9. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, what question Well, why do you question with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto you, unto thee, my son, which has a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he takes him, he tears him, and he foams and gnashes with his teeth and pines away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, but they could not. Jesus answers him and says, O faithless generation, How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And when they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground, wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. 
and oftentimes it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Notice that. He calls the disciples faithless. The man says to Jesus, If you can do anything, help us. And Jesus says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. So here's the first step to having real power with God is that you've got to have faith. You've got to believe that God is working in you. And you've got to believe that when you start on this journey, that God is going to reward you through faith. Amen. Verse 24, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I do believe, help thou my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, You dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead insomuch that they said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was come into the house... His disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. Now, I want you to notice this. Notice Jesus says you have to have faith. The disciples had no faith. And they asked him, why couldn't we cast this devil out? Jesus said, because of your unfaith. But notice what else he says. However, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. So here, prayer and fasting. So here is the issue. The issue is this. The disciples didn't have the power to cast this devil out. Jesus says, if you want to have power to cast this kind of devil out, then you've got to, you've got to pray and you've got to add to prayer, you've got to add fasting. So here are the power twins. Prayer and fasting produces powerful, a powerful situation in your life, powerful enough to cast out these devils that will not come out by prayer alone. Amen, praise God. And that is the solid truth. I look at it like this, and Derek Prince, I, I, I learned this from Derek Prince in reading his book on shaping history through prayer and fasting. Uh, he drew a triangle, and he truncated the triangle. The bottom part of the triangle was clear. The top part was shaded. And he said this. Now, the bottom part of this triangle, uh, we'll, we'll call it, you know, the, the things of God, things that we, that we need, things that we want, things that we desire, things that must come to pass. The bottom part of the triangle that's clear, he says, these are the things that you can get just by prayer alone. But now the upper part of the triangle, the shaded part, these are the things that will all only come to you through prayer and fasting. And this is one of those things that the disciples could not. Now think about this. Jesus had sent the 12 out to minister. And the scripture says, and we saw this back in Mark chapter 6, and the scripture says, and he gave them authority over. So they were walking in Jesus' authority that he had delegated to them. But see, they had not developed a life of prayer. They had not been fasting 
Amen. Because you remember the Pharisees uh, accused Jesus. Why are your disciples not fasting like the children of the Pharisees and the followers of John? So they weren't fasting. And they did not develop this strong prayer life that Jesus had. And Jesus had a very strong prayer life. And that's the key. If you want to have the power of God, you've got to have a strong prayer life. In other words, you have to consecrate and commit yourself and discipline yourself. Let's say it this way. Ourselves, not just yourself, ourselves. I'm including me in this. That if we want real power in our life, then we are going to have to consecrate and discipline ourselves uh, to pray. Now, Jesus spent all night in prayer. Jesus prayed. He got up early in the morning to pray. So we see Jesus in the beginning of his ministry, coming out of the water praying, in the middle of his ministry, spending great hours and time of prayer, and towards the end of his ministry, the same, praying. You see, prayer was a constant in the ministry of Jesus, but it was not constant in these disciples. So consequently, they did not have faith, amen, to address this issue with this demonized son and cast that devil out. They could have and they would have if they had been following the pattern Jesus had set, and that is prayer and fasting. Now, I want to talk to you for the time that we have left because we have talked about prayer and we have talked about uh uh, through our studies, we have talked about the different kinds of prayer. We have talked about the prayer of agreement. We're going to talk uh, about that again when we get over to uh, uh, Matthew chapter 18. We, we talked about the prayer of faith. We've talked about the prayer of thanksgiving, the, thank, the prayer of praise and of worship. We've talked about the prayer of intercession when we went through the uh, the epistle of uh, Paul to the Romans. We talked about the prayer of supplication. We, we talked about that when we went through the epistle of Paul to the Ephesians, uh, the prayer of consecration. But now all these are conditions. They're conditional. They're conditioned on certain types uh, of praying and certain types of condition. But now there is one type of prayer that is good all the time. And the moment we start praying this prayer, the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us. He works with us. And as long as we pray this type of prayer, he's with us. And when we stop, he stops. And when we start, he starts. Amen. Praise God. This kind of prayer, the Bible tells, is the prayer that edifies us, that builds us up, that keeps us in the love of God. And this kind of prayer is praying in the Holy Ghost or praying in tongues. And if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit and you are thoroughly born again, but you have not, this is a promise that Jesus says we are to have. We are to have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are to receive our prayer language, praying in other tongues. And Judas said this. Now, Judas, he's the brother of Jesus. And he said this, building up your, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, I admit the disciples, they had not received this blessing because Jesus had not sent the Holy Spirit yet. But understand this, that they were under the authority of Jesus Christ. There was power available, but they didn't exercise their right to receive this power. 
There is power in praying in the Holy Ghost. There is power in fasting. But we, if we are not praying like we should, specifically praying in the Holy Ghost, and if we're not fasting, we're not availing ourselves of the power that comes through these power twins of praying and fasting. Praise God. So the first principle of Christian life is that we've got to be born again. We've got to become new creatures in Christ Jesus. And the second principle of the Christian life is that we are to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We are to receive power. Notice that Acts chapter one, verse eight. And ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you may be saying, but Brother John, I, I am saved and I am filled with the Holy Ghost, but I don't have power in my life. Oh, yes, you do. You do not, if you are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, you do not need to pray for power. You and I need to learn how to exercise that power, how to make it available, how to make it operative. And how does that come? That comes through prayer and through fasting. Amen. Praise God. Now, I use this as an example. There are three conditions or three expressions in the Greek language when we're talking about prepositions. There is the preposition that moves towards and moves forward. There's prepositions that describe uh, a resting in place. And then there's a preposition that that uh, describes or prepositions rather that describe separating from. Amen. What we're talking about is we're talking about doing something that motions us towards the very things that we desire and not just sitting and resting in place. So many of us, even though we're saved, even though we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're not doing anything. We're just resting in place with it. We think that we've reached the ultimate. Well, I've, I've gotten saved and now I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and I speak with other tongues. So I'm just going to sit down and rest in place. I've got everything that I need. No brother, no sister. Once you receive the power from on high, God expects us to begin using that. And how do we do that? Well, we've got to make it operative. You know, uh, Paul wrote this in, in the book of Ephesians, chapter three, verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. That power operative. That's what that that uh, that that uh, Greek word means. It means that which is at work, that which is operating in us right now. Praise God. There is a power. We have received that power when we receive the Holy Ghost, the power, uh, the power station. Let's use that as an example. The, the power station is on the inside of us in the Holy Spirit. But now we've got to learn how to take that power and make it operative. And so that's what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about making that power operative, making us, creating in us that ability to use that power, to be a witness, to stretch forth our hands to heal. Amen. To do the very things that we need to do for this world, then to be drawn to Jesus. Isn't it true that whenever a church catches on fire, and the revival fires begin to burn, that people just start being drawn to that church, just come by the hundreds and come by the thousands. Well, why didn't they do that before? Well, they didn't recognize Jesus. They didn't recognize the work of Jesus. See, it's power 
from the Holy Spirit that causes sinners and, and people that are unlearned or unbelievers to recognize the power. And it draws them to Jesus, praise God, to be effective witnesses of him. Amen. So when we motion towards these things, these expressions of our relationship uh, to the object of our life, and that's Christ. And so Matthew chapter six, you know, Paul, uh, Jesus mentions these things. He says, when you give, when you pray, when you fast. Notice he doesn't say if, he says when, when you fast. So God, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ expects us, he expects us to add fasting to our praying. Praise God. So we, we're praying in the Holy Ghost. Uh, we're setting apart ourselves, uh, building ourselves up. Uh, working towards, you know, God making uh, us making ourselves a vessel that God can work through to be a blessing uh, to uh, to the world. For God so loved the world. God loves the world. He loves sinners. He doesn't want to see them die and go to hell. No, he sent he sent God sent Jesus. Jesus gave to us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit took, takes the words of Jesus and makes them real to us. That's why we have the New Testament. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is how we keep ourselves in the love of God. Now, I want us to use this as an example. Now, all right, the ministry of Jesus. Now, Jesus recognizes when John the Baptist comes on the scene, it's his time. So Jesus enters into the Jordan to be baptized, which was a baptism of consecration. And so he goes under the water and Luke records that Jesus comes out of the water praying and the Holy Spirit comes upon him, fills him. Think about that. Jesus himself, who emptied himself, who laid aside his mighty power and glory. If Jesus had to be filled with the Holy Spirit, how much more do you and I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And so now Jesus here, he's full of the spirit and he leaves Jordan and he's driven. He's urged or led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. But 40 days fasting, 40 days and 40 nights fasting. Because Jesus is spiritual, 100 percent spiritual. He's got perfect human body. He's God incarnate. He's the infinite God man. And because he's spiritual, he knows, you know, he, he already knew something that we have to know. See, we have to learn how uh, to become mature, to be able to discern that which is good from that which is evil. Jesus already knew that. Jesus did not, not have sin working in his body like you and I have or had, praise God. Amen. So 40 days in the wilderness fasting and praying too. He defeats the devil in open combat. Satan comes to him three times trying to tempt him. Jesus says, it is written, it is written, it is written. All right. So now Jesus, after his 40 days of fasting, angels came and ministered to him. And this is the point that I want to make. Now, this sets Jesus apart from Moses. It sets Jesus apart from Elijah. Jesus, uh, Moses did not fast. The Bible says he went without food, he went without water, and the reason being, he was caught up in the glory of God. God sustained him. Elijah didn't 
Elijah was not a chosen fast. The angel fed him twice and he went in the power of God for those 40 days and 40 nights. What, Je- what Jesus did in the, in the amount of, of uh, temptation, he did in his own strength. In other words, he emptied himself to the point that angels had to come and minister to him. That word minister uh, describes a waiter, someone who stands bes- at, and waits on people at table to provide them food and drink. Angels did that to Jesus because Jesus emptied himself. But now notice he leaves the Mount of Temptation. He leaves the desert and he enters into Galilee in the power of the Spirit. He went into the desert full of the Spirit, fasted 40 days, 40 nights, comes out of the desert in the power of the Spirit. Now, if Jesus needed to do that, How much more do you and I need to do that? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, let me tell you what happens when we become men and women of prayer and add fasting to our praying. We become candidates now for the very substance of God to move towards us. Now, the substance of God is moving towards us all the time. Many years ago, I was praying around the altar and I had a vision in my spirit. And I saw Jesus standing on the clouds of heaven and flowing out from his feet was this huge waterfall. And this waterfall was the water was going down and splashing upon the earth. And within the ripples of this flow of water, I saw the word revival. So that what that told me is that revival has already been given. Amen. We just need to get into the area. Amen. Let you know, like we used to say, get under the spout where the glory comes out. Amen. We just need to prepare our hearts to receive that and God will grant it. Because revival, the waters of revival are already flowing. Remember, Jesus said this in John chapter 7. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, which he spake of the spirit, which should be given, which will be given, will be given after Jesus is glorified. Jesus entered into glory. He sent the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. And now from that point until now, The Holy Spirit is available for everyone who wants to receive him and receive that power. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So there's the substance of God It's being poured out upon the earth. And when you begin to pray and you begin to fast and you begin to humble yourself, praise God, and you begin to afflict yourself with fasting. God then begins to channel that substance and directs it towards you and you become a recipient of it, praise God. And once that substance is poured into you, you become a powerhouse for God. Now, you become powerful just through prayer. Remember what Jude said, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That becomes a very vibrant, powerful life. 
But there are going to be times where there's things that we want to get to. There's levels that we want to get to. There's ceilings, ceilings, which are limits placed over our life, ceilings that we need to break through that we're not going to be able to just by prayer alone. We're going to have to add fasting. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Fasting prepares us. Now, many, many years ago when my wife and I were dating, we started having some problems. And I got afraid that I was going to lose her. And so I went on a four day fast. Now, that's far enough back that I can talk about it. I didn't even tell my wife what I did. Fasted for four days. And whatever that was trying to separate us, wherever that was that came between us was blown away. And consequently, we, we were married and we've enjoyed 50 years of marriage and have been very, very happy. See, prayer alone wouldn't do that, but prayer with fasting added to it did. Just completely destroyed whatever the devil was trying to do to separate us. Because I know this beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was God that brought us together. Amen. For his purpose, for his plan and his purpose. So praying in the Holy Ghost and fasting moves us and hastens us towards God's plan and purpose for our life. What do we do? Well, first of all, we give ourselves to God. That's how we do that. We do that through prayer and fasting. We give ourselves to God. And then we give ourselves through that. We give ourselves to the ministry. So prayer and fasting is directing the power and the life of God, the plan and purpose of God to a specific point and to a uh, specific direction in our life. Amen. Praise God. And so what does this produce? Well, it produces a flow, a constant flow. Remember what Jesus said to Nathaniel? From now on, you'll see angels ascending and descending upon the, the, the Son of Man. He's talking about the flow of the Holy Ghost, just constant flow, just constant flow. So prayer and fasting, regular prayer and regular fasting, keeps us in this flow. We realize and recognize how much we need the life like precious faith of believers. You need believers in your life that have the same kind of faith that you have. Amen. That desire the same things you desire. There may not be one soul in the church you go to that desire and hungers and thirsts after righteousness and wants more of God. If there's not, then you need to go find those that do because they're going to help you. Praise God. The second thing staying in the flow does is it helps us to realize how much we need to earnestly contend for the faith once given uh, to believers. Once delivered unto the saints, how much we need to contend for that and not just rest in place and let, you know, sinners die and go to hell and 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 just not care what happens in the world. I tell you, praying and fasting makes you acute to the needs of others. The third, third thing staying in the flow does is that through yielding ourselves to prayer and the Holy Ghost and fasting, we allow him, the Lord Jesus, and through the power of the Holy Spirit to channel 
all he has destined for us to have and to walk in. There is a plan. Oh, I tell you, I sense the Holy Ghost right here. There is a plan and purpose of God for you. Amen. We need to reach to the fullness of it. Reach for it. Praise God. Reach for that brass ring. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. And finally, this. As believers, we stand in the river of God. We're standing in the river of God. Now, we are either standing towards the flow of the river and all the blessings and all the things that God has for us are coming towards us, or we're standing back to the flow and all the blessings and all the things that God has for us are passing us by. Now, I want to ask you a question. Which do you want? Do you want to be in the know? Well, I just told you, you're in the know. Now you need to do it to get in the flow. And after that, praise God, it's go, go, go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, I'm so thankful today for the Holy Ghost and for the things that you have granted unto us, Lord, to learn how to get into the flow, into the flow, praise God, so that we can go, go, go and fulfill all that you have for us to do in this life. And we thank you for it, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.